The time to back out of a trip is not after you've already cleared security. So true. And she didn't want to back out. That is, she didn't want to bail on her sister, who was here for her sake. Janie was a reluctant traveler who usually needed to be blasted out of New York, but she'd known Machu Picchu was a place Meredith had always dreamed of going. Meredith nodded and tried not to appear troubled as they moved down the open corridor toward their gate. Obviously, she didn't succeed in hiding her angst, because Janie said, If you're feeling mixed up, maybe the universe is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that you need to take a break and stop worrying so much. According to her sister, the universe was always trying to get through to people, and by some coincidence, its message always sounded as if it had been dictated by Janie. And why not? The voice of Meredith's universe had always been Janie's. Meredith had been a late-life baby, seven years younger than her sister, and her mother had died before Meredith's second birthday. As far back as she could remember, Janie had been her lighthouse, telling her how to navigate life's rocky shores. Even after their dad married Krista, Clueless Krista, they'd called her. Janie's had continued to be the mom voice in Meredith's head. Sit up straight. Don't put your mouth on that. Do you really want to wear that to school? But Janie was still the big sister, so she was also saying things like, If you don't stop singing that stupid song about waltzing bears, I'll haul you to the zoo myself and feed you to the grizzlies. Janie was sending her that feed-you-to-the-grizzlies look right now. You're right, Meredith said, soldiering on toward the gate. The gate, where Sam was honest to God standing, staring right at her. She smiled and even let out a laugh. As much at his comical shock as from the joy of making eye contact with him again after so long, Sam did not smile back. Her gaze shifted to the woman next to him. Gina? Meredith's smile froze. It was Gina, Janie's best frenemy. Gina of the perfect, bendy, stretchy yoga body, which no matter what pose they did, was always flexible enough to enable her to turn and aim a superior smirk at Meredith's amateur efforts. She of the ice-blue eyes and blonde hair with blonder highlights. Gina, who seemed to be one of those people put on the planet to intervene on the off chance that Meredith started to feel a little too self-confident. Sam, evidently, was Gina's traveling companion. Her alternate yoga mat was slung over his shoulder. Janie caught sight of Gina as they approached the gate. Oh, look she muttered to Meredith. Gina brought Mr. Fabulous with her. Mr. Who? Meredith squeaked, certain she had heard wrong. Fabulous was not a word her sister would ever have used to describe Sam. Ever. The boyfriend she's always blathering about, Janie said. Meredith swallowed. Do you see? Of course I see. Janie hissed under her breath. Elviro Martini luggage for a trip into the Andes? She'll probably get us all kidnapped by Shining Path gorillas or whatever they have down there now. 
If some of us come back without ears, guess who will be to blame? Gina and Janie eyed each other with the intensity of two friendly cobras facing off. Then, standing toe-to-toe, they both smiled, dropped their carry-on bags, and threw their arms around each other with gleeful squeals. Can you believe it? We're finally on our way. Others from the yoga group lined up to take their turns greeting the new arrivals. They were a huggy bunch. Meredith said hello to Claudia, their instructor and group leader, and a few of the women Janie always dismissed as yoga mommies. Meredith had only been to the class three times, so she didn't really feel comfortable hugging anybody yet. Unfortunately, not hugging just made her feel more first day of schoolish and alien. She stood to the side and studiously avoided catching Sam's eye until she could be sure to do so without making...